The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Finelli. That's Danny Cannell. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and all across the 24-7 Sports Facebook network. Thank you for watching live. Come and jump on in the chat. These draft shows, always fun to get some of your instant reaction to some of our selections. Uh, and of course, if you're listening later, please give us your feedback. You can maybe even do that with the mailbag question. Hop on in the big old bag of mail with a five-star review and put your question in that review. We will tackle it in a future mailbag episode. Now, I mentioned it's another draft show. This one is one that came from a mailbag. The suggestion that as the Oklahoma drill is slowly working its way out of high-level football. Well, you know where the Oklahoma drill is alive and well? Here on the Cover 3 podcast, the pads, as Tom Fernelli mentioned in the chat, are popping as we want physicality, we want good trench play, we want great running backs and great linebackers. So as we move through this six-round draft, we will have every all of us are tasked with filling out that one running back spot two offensive lineman spots, two defensive lineman spots, and one linebacker position. This is not the last draft that we're going to be doing. We will be back on Wednesday with the coach draft. By the end of it, all of us will have more or less a fantasy team to be able to uh, to look at and track throughout the entire season. Um, unless we got any other uh, business, any, any questions or clarifications that we need to make before we move forward? Just the one from the group chat, right? The, like, Three, four outside linebackers are to be drafted as defensive linemen, I would think, or do we not care? I, I, I think it's whatever you have on your bio, like however the school classifies you. See, I'm okay with putting them where you want to put them. Yeah, okay. me too. So like, I say like, positionless. No. What's the drill? How do yeah. you do in the drill? Like, who cares? It might even like if you had Tim Tebow still playing, you might say, I want him to carry the ball. Like, I don't, it's the <laughs> drill, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, don't put like a 320 pound DT at linebacker, but like go edge guy like Anderson. If you want to put him at your linebacker spot, go for it. All right. 
Like it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive in. Tom is at the one, Danny at two, Bud at three, and Chip at four for today's draft. Tom complained in the last draft. He's never been the number one. So here in the pad popping Oklahoma drill draft, you get that honor. Tom Fernelli, who's your first pick in the 2022 Cover 3 Oklahoma drill draft. Second time in the last three drafts. I'm running hot or I'm rebuilding and my team sucks. I don't know. Either way, I'm very happy that I got the first pick because there was one player in the country who I really, really wanted for this. Uh, It's about physicality, gentlemen. Like I said, we want them pads popping. We want big, giant monsters. And the biggest, giantest monster of them all. Give me Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. Mm. What? One, one. I was hoping. <laughs> you Hoping one hand. And- oh, you thought you could get him at two. Yeah. So now I did. I did. Yeah. You thought he was going to go running. I- like, sexy position. Or maybe there's you know or- another defender. I- that's exactly. Oh, man, I didn't think he was going to go there because I was salivating for that pick to drop right in my lap. Huh. Um, so my only concern is I have to wait a while before it comes back to me now. So now I've got Jalen Carter, and depending on how it goes, I don't know what my blockers are going to end up looking like. So I might just have Jalen Carter hitting my running back three yards in the backfield every single play. So do we think that Jalen Carter – who uh, among this group and the conversations that we've had, uh, you know, the the guests that we've had on the Cover 3 podcast who've been pointing out Jalen Carter since even he was a rotational player. You know, very early in his career, he was identified by Georgia's coaching staff and those who cover the team every single day as somebody who's really, really special. We get obsessed with uh, Jordan Davis, you know, whether it was Devontae Wyatt, Trevon Walker. Do you think that the college football public is um, – as prepared or as hip to the knowledge of Jalen Carter's ceiling and sort of what his expectations are from us and others for this season. I think like people like us and Avent, Avent, is that a word? Whatever. Like hardcore college football fans are very, yeah, there we go. Sorry. But I think like, you know, hardcore CFB fans are very aware of Jalen Carter. I think the quote unquote casuals, probably not because with that Georgia defense last year, Jordan Davis got so much pub. Kobe Dean got so much pub that Jalen Carter is like, and we talked about it on the show last year. Like there's some great guys and nobody was ever talking about Carter, who was probably the best player on that defense all along. So I think this year there will be a lot of people who finally kind of like, oh, oh, wow, look at that guy. That Like, he'll, he'll, he'll be a name this year. But everybody will know who he is by the time the season's over. Think so? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because it, there'll be like the easy switch of like, oh, Georgia's got more. I mean, you have that kind of NFL draft performance. That's going to have the casuals just imagining that there's going to be a drop-off and they're just going to find more first-round picks when they watch Georgia's defense. Jalen Carter, certainly among them. All right, Danny, you were very frustrated to lose Carter. Yeah. I thought for sure he'd go with one of the obvious ones. I'm curious to know what you guys think. We talked about, you know, positions. Where would you put somebody? I'll draft this guy to be my linebacker in this drill because I think I'll have some bigger bodies up front for him. But I'll go ahead and take Will Anderson Jr. And if it's a popularity contest or we put it out there for a vote, I think a lot of casuals like we were just referencing might say, oh, Canel steal the draft. I am a little bit curious how he would hold up in the Oklahoma drill 
being more of an outside rusher edge type guy, but the dude's a football player. That's where I that's where I was campaigning for. Let's just do the dang drill. Let's just throw him out there. And if you give me Will Anderson Jr. out there in the middle with some two dude uh, beefy dudes up front, I have pretty good confidence that he'll he'll hold his own against any running back you put on the other side. So I'll take Will Anderson Jr. Love it. The I mean, uh, he is two hundred forty pounds, so it's like he, yeah, yeah. He, he's more of a pass rusher, but I think he'll be just fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we got one defensive lineman off the board, one linebacker off the board. Bud, uh, where are you going to go for your first round pick? I, I'm going to go ahead and stick on the defensive line because I, I feel like I have some sleepers that are positions, and uh, the, the D line is just where I feel like you got to go and get the studs. And uh, I'm going to head to Clemson, South Carolina. I'm going to go ahead and take. <laughs> Chips just love it. I'm gonna take Brian Brzee. <laughs> Number two um, on my board. Yep. Yeah. I I think I think it was a pretty clear top three, especially when we declared Will Anderson could be, you know, a, a, a linebacker. Like I'm not really you gotta get past the D lineman and then you gotta you gotta get Will Anderson coming downhill on you. I think that's a great second pick for Danny. Uh, but Brian Brzee's, you know, three hundred pounds. He has enough quickness to where Clemson can actually play him on the edge, but he holds up against the run really well. He's got moves. He plays really hard. He's very strong. I like Brian Brzee a whole lot. I'm pretty sure I drafted Brzee last year for my Oklahoma Trail. So. Yeah, what that he yeah. Did we have that from last year. <laughs> what, like yeah. the, the doc is somewhere, but the the idea of if you need one person to be able to like split a double team or just like totally disrupt anything that's going to happen uh, with his wingspan and with the what he's been able to show when he's healthy, Brian Brzee uh, is absolutely phenomenal. All right. Well, uh, LB1 off uh, chips board. DL1 off chips board. DL2 off chips board. DL Hughley, how are you? Which brings me to, uh, all right, I'm going to already throw this out the window. So we're going to go ahead and get sexy. We're going to go ahead and get a little bit basic because we're going to bypass another defensive player. So, because I'm sitting here on the corner. So let's going to go, let's, let's lock up RB1, you know? We only got one running back who's going to go in this, and and I need to be able to have some guaranteed production. So at the end of the first round, I'm going to go ahead and, and just be basic and take that running back with Travion Henderson from Ohio State. I think that there are great, great running back options if we're thinking about uh, you know how good are you going to be as a running back. I think that there are very few running back options who are going to be able to compare when it comes to that sort of physicality you're looking for, the the ability to be a bowling ball, the ability to, in tight spaces, make a lot of plays. I I lost a couple of the the headliners I was looking for, and so um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and jump to RB1. Uh, now we'll come back and uh, we'll just go ahead and grab DL3 as the first pick of the second round. That would be Javon Dexter from Florida. So that gives me one of my two defensive linemen, uh, and that gives me my running back position filled. It is back to you, bud, here in the second round. I I, I didn't tell myself out loud because obviously I'm on a podcast, but in my head I was thinking, all right, if I can get one of these two guys back to me, and Chip uh, Dexter was my sleeper, so damn you. Uh, that guy is nasty if, if you guys haven't seen him in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think linebacker actually is a position that we had a surprising amount of linebackers go top 50 picks in the NFL draft. And so I'm kind of thinking, all right, like we lost in Kobe. We lost a couple of those Georgia guys. There's a bunch of dudes who, who went. Um, I'm going to head out to Oregon. And there's one. Yeah, there's yes. one. There's one linebacker who's a true linebacker, Danny Cannell. 
and and I, I think he is probably the best in a phone booth linebacker in the country, which Oklahoma drill. There's not a whole lot of chasing going on coming downhill. Give me six foot three and a half, two hundred fifty one pound Noah Sewell. Yeah, welcome to team bud. I, I, I you get past Brian Brzee, then you get thumped by Noah Sewell. I, I like this combo so far. God, I was so hoping he would fall back to me. So, so the <laughs> hey, we all had the same board, <laughs> pretty well, much. <laughs> so for for Noah Sewell, Bud, you remember him as a prospect. Where we were looking at the last name, and we understood that there was going to be a lot of um, attention paid to him. Physically, he's he's made some jumps, right? I mean, like he yeah. he has very much developed in the way that you would project. As how, how would you grade sort of that development as you've seen from him as a prospect to where he is now? Where as you mentioned. He's the best defensive player for Oregon, potentially one of the best defensive players in the Pac-12, and a great pick, also on my board uh, as well. Well, he was always, always big, so he didn't make like getting a lot bigger jumps. But I, I, I think there were a lot of people that kind of projected him to have to move down and play, you know, play D line because he was so big coming out of high school. I think he's made jumps in terms of acceleration and agility and the ability to stay on the field more as a stand-up backer. So I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Like I. He didn't go last year in our draft, right? I, I took a gamble on a guy that got – my last two picks, by the way, last year in the draft got hurt. Uh, people forget this because Utah went to the Rose Bowl, uh, but Vianne Mayola was a really good run stopper who they lost in that week two game against San Diego State. And I, I'm well, just Devin looking Lloyd back at last so year's good, draft. You know. Devin Lloyd was a freak. Right. So they um, had, they were, it, was, it was easy for us to, to forget that that had happened. I think no, Chip's team last year was the best team. No, you had you had Noah Sewell last year, Chip. So you had Brian Brzee, Haskell Garrett, Tyler Lindebaum, Icky Aquanu, mm. Tank Pink Bigsby, and Noah Sewell. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Now Danny had Danny went Jordan Davis, round two. Meh. Kenyon Green, another first round pick. Alex Meh. Lindstrom, Boston College, LeBron Ray, Alabama, Mitchell Miller, Florida, uh, John Chanal, running back for Wisconsin. Pretty good until we get down to Chanel, and then obviously the, the freshman there at <laughs> Whiskey got him. Um, Tom DeMarvin Leal, Darian Kennard, Christian Harris, Jarrett Patterson, Totter, uh I always pronounce this kid's name wrong, the BYU running back who oh, had another nice year, and then Perion Winfrey. So that's like several first-round picks. I think I had the worst team by far. Uh, Evan, Evan Neal, Keandre Coburn, Bijan Robinson, Thayer Munford, and my last two guys got hurt. So – the guy hurts in the Oklahoma drill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Danny, who are you pairing with Will Anderson here in your second round pick? What will you be addressing? All right, I got to get some beef up front. I talked about Will Anderson maybe being a little bit on the lighter side, but he is tall. I'm going to go ahead with Jacqueline Roy from LSU, defensive tackle to clog up the middle for my man, a little Alabama LSU combo up front. And shout out to the chat. To Swerve, who said LSU's Roy has the most pressures over the past two years and uh, than anyone in football. I don't even know if these are accurate, but we'll roll with them anyway since I just picked him. And he pointed out, playing next to the two uh, freshmen, all-SEC defensive linemen, uh, Roy's going to eat. And I think he's going to eat up those running backs in this Oklahoma drill too. Good pick. Yeah. Damn it. Okay. All right, back to time. When you have that hotel internet, I mean, you can't do your own research. You got to use the chat research, which is great. <laughs> exactly. It's a little dicey here in Tallahassee. They don't exactly have the high op, uh, high speed fiber optics here. <laughs> exactly. All right. I'll start with an offensive lineman. First one. With, yeah. I just, I got to decide which one of these two I want. 
Um, all right, give me give me the big guy. He was at Virginia last year. He'll be at Michigan this year. Olu Oluwatimi, just a mauler in the middle. Just, I need somebody who can at least kind of – He's nobody can stand up to Jalen Carter, but he's good enough and he's agile enough and he's strong enough to at least maybe push him off where he wants to go and open a hole and get somebody through to the linebacker. So that's where I'm going to go with my first pick. And then for my second pick, do I want to go hmm. – You know, we're going to double up. Give me Emil Ikior from Alabama. Those are my two offensive linemen. Mm. Those are good picks. I – I like those a lot, man. Hmm. I just I need guys that are going to be capable of blocking Jalen Carter. (laughs) (laughs) But for for when you run your own your own drill, Mm -hmm. I mean, I got to give him a chance. I got to give my eventual running back a chance to survive (laughs) this thing. All right, all right. So it's back to me. Back to you. All right. Last year, I took the approach of just give me the scraps at running back. You know, I took the Denver Broncos, just plug anybody in that scheme and it'll work. You took Travion Henderson. Just, I'm going to go ahead and take who I think might be the second best back. I'm going to take Bijan Robinson, get some explosive fire pack, uh, back there in the backfield as well. No concern about size here. Bijan is not thick. Get some, yeah, that's a big I'm gonna get boy. Some beef. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, no he's, concerns. He's, he's got some steak to him. He'll be fine. What do they list him at? Two fourteen. I mean, he's yeah, he's not like he's he's very sturdy. Like he's not like a kind of guy who's just going to show up and you look at it and you be like, oh wow, he's huge. But I mean, he's he's big. He's six feet two twenty. Yeah, like that's a thick dude. Plenty yeah. big enough. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's going to be hard to see. I mean, I don't know who Danny's offensive line is, but if he's only if Danny gets some big offensive right? linemen, you won't be able to <laughs> see right. where he's going back there. All right, that th- that brings us back to. But if you're watching, actually, I'll do this for the listeners too. Uh, if you're watching along on YouTube.com/slash Cover Three or on the Twenty Four Seven Sports Facebook Network, you can see it on the board. Thank you, Coca. Uh, Tom mid- has three of his six picks. He's addressed the offensive line in the second and third round. Where he has Olu Oluwatimi and Emil Ikior. Uh, Ikior from Alabama, Oluwatimi from Michigan. His one-one first-round first overall pick, Jalen Carter from. Georgia. Danny's got Will Anderson from Alabama, Jacqueline Roy from L- defensive lineman from LSU. Now Bijan Robinson from Texas. Bud on the clock already has Brian Brzee, defensive lineman from Clemson. Noah Sewell, linebacker from Oregon. And, and I've got Travion Henderson, running back from Ohio State, and Jervon Dexter, defensive lineman from Florida. Okay, so I'm, I'm up now. Uh, I am going to go... Damn. So we only take one linebacker, right? Correct. Yeah. I, I don't regret that, but it, it, yeah. There's other linebackers that we can talk about later, so you'll get your chance to shout them out. I've got like six on the board. We're only going to draft four. I love Coca calling out Danny in the private chat. <laughs> Danny's first three picks were the two guys on the YouTube thumbnail, and Roy was from the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I, to be fair, I didn't see the YouTube thumbnail. I did. I'll take the. I'll take the chat. The chat for the assist on that one, but the the YouTube thumbnail I did not see. <laughs> um, all right, so there. This is a tough one. I uh, got a couple guys here on on my board. I man, I'm gonna go ahead and go. Yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna go back to Clemson. 
Give me Miles Murphy, yeah. defensive lineman, Clemson. Uh, he's top remaining guy on my defensive line board. I feel like I've got some sleepers on the O line. I, I, I can wait on a little bit. I was going to take Bijan here. So, Danny, great pick. And that. I like my defensive side of the ball here. I, I feel like I, I can create some offense. We'll 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 see. Uh, Bud now his defensive line, his Bud taking Miles Murphy and Brian Brzee, uh in at the very beginning of this Oklahoma drill draft is why is one of the many reasons why I think that Clemson doesn't even need elite quarterback play to be able to win the ACC because that defensive front is going to wreck anything that opponents want to do, even in the conference of quarterbacks, that is the Atlantic Coast Conference. Uh, yeah, of course, Miles Murphy was on my board as well. I like that pick, and I, I like the theme. I like the theme so much, bud, that I'm going to also get a little themey here. So with my uh, final pick of the third round, I'm going to address the offensive line. I'm going to address it with versatility. I'm going to address it with uh, great size. Uh, I'm going to address it with somebody who played guard last year, might kick out to tackle, and has plenty of experience blocking for Trevion Henderson. We're going to go with Paris Johnson from Ohio mm-hmm. State. Yeah. I was going to take him. That's, that's a hell of a pick, Chip. All right. So now the question is, with one offensive lineman, one defensive lineman, and a running back, are we going to jump down all the way to go and grab Bumper Pool? No. We're going to let Bumper Pool sit on the bench right now. We'll see, we'll see if Bumper Pool ends up getting called into action. Well, We're I'm going to draft him now. Screw you. I mean, <laughs> that's hey, please, please Tom. Or please wait, pray. is that what you want to happen? Is there somebody you have high? Oh, see, I know what you're doing. Okay, so uh, I can go to the defensive line where most uh, where my top four defensive linemen have all been picked. I just have DL5 and DL6 left on the board, or I can stick with the offensive line and uh and for this one i'm going to stick with the offensive line where we are going to look at the best center in all of college football going into the season up in south bend it's gonna be Jarrett patterson from notre dame on my team last year so shout out to the pattersons uh cousin Jarrett. it was like last year there was no question um, that Linderbaum was the best center in college football. Like that was just the, the easiest debate when you're filling out an All-American ballot. The easiest thing uh, for you to think about, whether it was preseason, midseason, end of the year, the play was consistent all throughout. And I kind of feel like Jarrett Patterson's going to end up being that guy with his play on the field, also backing up the reputation that he's built over several years in South Bend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they got off to a slow start on the offensive line last year, but by the end of the year, they were doing just fine. Well, they had the inexperience on the edge and at several positions, and then they couldn't run the ball. So mm-hmm. that's why they had to throw it so much. Mm-hmm. Back to Bud. All right. Um, number one in the nation in yards after contact with like a certain minimum number of rushes, which I forgot what I put in, but I was looking at the stat this morning. Which kind of surprised me because I feel like Wisconsin opens up a whole lot of holes for people, you know. But he apparently does run he over. Seeks it, yeah. <laughs> Braylon Allen. Yep. I'm going to start my offensive side of the football here with Braylon Allen, Wisconsin running back. Uh, I think there's like five or six running backs you could pick overall, and just think for the Oklahoma drill. I I like the shiftiness, but I, I really like somebody that can run through an arm tackle, pick you know, pick a half man and and run through that half man. So, yeah, let's go. Did you know he was only 19 last year or 17? I did. A, a, age to level, if you want to use a baseball scout uh, yeah. term. 
age uh, to level. Nobody ever mentioned that he was very young. Wait, so did he, you know that Riley Cooper was Tim Tebow's roommate? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> and this guy, he should be getting ready for his winter formal right now. <laughs> the the Texas girl. Girl. Oh, God. What, what was the Texas combo? Uh, Shipley. Yes, Shipley yeah. and um, oh, gosh, every broadcast. Yeah. Did you know they're roommates? You think they're in each other's wedding? Um, yes. Probably. Probably. The, the, and then there was the um, the flip side, wasn't it? Tebow and Spikes were roommates there last year at Florida. I thought it was one of the pounces, wasn't it? Yeah, I uh, thought it was. No, it was maybe a pouncy. Yeah, maybe. always funny to me. All right, Danny. Fourth round. You have addressed the linebacker. You've addressed linebacker, defensive line, and running back. That means you still have two offensive linemen and one defensive lineman to draft among your across your final three picks. All right, I need an offensive lineman. I'm going to go Zion Nelson out of the U. Big body, more of an outside guy, but I'm going to trust him in this jill uh, just to maul some people up front. So I'm going to go Zion Nelson from the U. Good pick, good pick. You should have taken a defensive lineman first, though, because I've already got two offensive linemen. Oh, oh game theory, oh, Daniel. Yeah. Game That's theory. Right. <laughs> um. All right, I'll take my defensive lineman now. I need somebody to pair with Jalen Carter. Another big boy on the inside. Another Big Ten boy from Penn State. Give me P.J. Mustafer. Mm-hmm. Mm. Coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. I like it. Big, strong boy. He's going to mess some stuff up in the middle. Now I need a linebacker. And you know what? Why leave the Big Ten? If you want a linebacker who can run to the ball, Hit the ball, wrap the ball, bring the ball down, maybe knock the ball loose in the process. Head over to Iowa City, one of the leading tacklers in the nation. Give me Jack. Jack Campbell. I really, really wanted Noah Sewell, but Jack Campbell was two on my board, and I'm happy to get him. Jack Campbell also LB two on my board, and uh, after you you mentioned not leaving the uh, the Big Ten, um, one of my <laughs> One of my research tactics was just to pull up last year's All Big Ten conference honors. <laughs> let's, let's think about the drill. Let's think about what we need here from uh, these positions. Let's just make sure that we're not forgetting anybody from the conference that does the best job of uh, just just getting big bodies and making it happen at the line of scrimmage. Okay. So respect to Jack Campbell, who was a first-team uh, all-conference pick for the Big Ten last year. All right, I'm going to go ahead... I'm going to take some of the scraps on the defensive line and I'm going to shore up my offensive line with what I think could be another first round pick when it's all said and done. We saw what Sean Slater did coming out of Northwestern yep. after just one year. I'm going to get the guy who filled in for him in Peter Skaronsky, Northwestern. I will definitely, just by bringing up the GPA, I'll have the smartest team out there because I have Skronsky on mine. <laughs> so I'm going to take him as my final offensive lineman. Right. All offensive linemen are smart, Danny. That is true. Well, not exactly. I remember having to tell guys 8,000 <laughs> times not to jump off sides and they couldn't remember that. So aside from that. <laughs> 
All right, so Danny, uh, now as as we are here in round five, Danny has gotten his linebacker Will Anderson, his, both of his offensive linemen, his running back in Bijan Robinson, and and one of his defensive linemen, Tom, uh, through five picks has his, both of his defensive linemen, Jalen Carter and P.J. Mustafer, both of his offensive linemen in Olawatimi and Ikior, and his linebacker, uh, Bud, as you approach your fifth pick, you've already gotten two defensive linemen, and you've gotten your linebacker and your running back. So what offensive linemen will you be drafting here in the fifth round? So I, I did want Skronsky, um, and I figured I would be taking sleeper offensive linemen, so I really didn't think he was going to last until pick uh, 18, but he did, and so... Kudos to Danny for you know sweeping him up there. Uh, answering the chat, did y'all ever determine who won the drill last season? We did. Go back like 15 minutes in this show. I I think it's Chip. I mean, I don't know. I definitely did not win. Tom or DK may have an argument, but I since well, Chip's got- t- team was entirely first-round picks, I, I feel like he probably did pretty good. Yeah, Aquanu and Linderbaum's <laughs> pretty sick on the offensive side. Yeah. And then who'd you say? Brzee and... Because Brzee was hurt, so you could argue that... Um, you know, I didn't get a lot of bonus points for that. Haskell Garrett, Ohio State. Um, Tank Bigsby at Auburn. I don't know, maybe it's Tom or Danny. It's definitely not me. It's always me. I always win. <laughs> okay, so who's your offensive lineman? All right, so I'm actually going to go back to Columbus. And there's a guy on the other side from Paris Johnson named Dewan Jones. And he's a kind of a late riser. He was a hooper coming out of high school, played a little bit of football. Uh, but his run run blocking grades are really, really good. And that's what I'm more concerned about here in the Oklahoma drill. Also, he's 6'8", 360. So I'm very, I like that quite a bit. 6'8", 360, a guy who gets on the field, you know, plays hundreds of snaps. I'm a fan of that. And I, I think Dewan Jones is is the guy for me here. The Ohio State University. I mean, 6'8", 360. Let's go. Here's what's fun. You're going to be looking to try and find Braylon Allen. You're not going to be able to see him behind Dewan Jones, but then Braylon Allen, because he seeks out contact, is still going to run right into you and yeah. run right through you. Um, Dewan Jones, offensive lineman from Ohio State, that now marks uh, two offensive linemen and a running back taken from Ohio State. If you want to look for some of the uh, best teams when it comes for running the ball in the country, there, there might be a suggestion of, of how we. Uh, view the Buckeyes offense right now. All right. So as I uh, wrap out, wrap up my group, I need to have a defensive lineman and I need to get a linebacker. So I'm going to start with uh, the defensive line here at the end of round five. I will go with Jalen Redman uh, from Oklahoma who missed the first couple of games, but still finished as one of the top a defensive lineman in the entire Big 12, even after missing those first, uh, I believe, like four or five games. He, is, under Brent Venables, I think is going to have a, another very, very successful season and be a huge part of that Sooners defense. So I've got Jalen Redman and Javon Dexter as my defensive lineman. Then uh, as I turn my attention to the linebackers, let's go. You know, you mentioned uh, how Peter Skoronsky is is just going to be really help bring up the GPA. Well, this, this player's head coach called him one of the smartest football players around. He is a little bit undersized, but his ability to make plays has allowed him uh, to really bring his physicality and, and to emerge as one of my favorite linebackers in the entire country. We go to the Pittsburgh Panthers and we take Servassier Dennis. So past the Servassier, we round out this group with Servassier Dennis from Pitt. 
That means that it is my defensive side of the ball is Javon Dexter from Florida, Jalen Redmond from Oklahoma, Servassier Dennis from Pitt, offensive side of the ball, Travion Henderson from Ohio State, Paris Johnson from Ohio State, and Jarrett Patterson from Notre Dame. Back to Bud. All right, so there's one guy I really want to take here because I think he's going to be a total stud, but I just can't pass up the other guy just because he's been a little bit better so far and he's actually played. So I'm going to go to Georgia. And uh, you, know, you saw Marius Mims hit the transfer portal mm-hmm. very briefly, and uh, was you know got a ton of interest from from teams out there. Would have you know maybe been the number one non quarterback uh, transfer available on the market this fall. He went back to Georgia, which was kind of surprising, but the guy that basically caused him to hit the transfer portal is named Broderick Jones, and he's six five three fifteen, and he moves like a guy who's like two seventy, but he hits you too. Uh, started the final five games for Georgia last year, national championship team. I think Roger Jones uh, is probably a first-round pick, and so my offensive line is kind of the firm of Jones and Jones, and I'm, I'm very happy about that. And since both of you all have already taken offensive linemen, I'll, I do want to give you the other guy, or do you want to save the, the dudes who are still on our board for after? Let's let's save that. Well, after we uh, round out the draft, we'll uh, hit the break and then come back, grade our boards, and, and talk about some of these other names we want to make sure we highlight. All right, cool. That was my sleeper I really wanted to take, and now I'm like, damn. All right, Danny. Mm. All right. There's a piece of me that just wants to take some young stud on Georgia's defensive line just to finish this baby out and just trust that Kirby's going to find another future first-rounder. GeorgiaSports.com and just sort of go <laughs> yeah, down the exactly. <laughs> but I'm not going to. I'm going to be a little bit of a homer. I'm in Tallahassee. So they're talking to some of the coaches. There's a we we've had a lot of transfer success in here. How about Fabian Lovett, yeah. defensive tackle to shore up my defensive line in the middle. Mississippi State transfer. We know what Jermaine Johnson did. Now he's already been here, hampered a little bit at the end of the season by a shoulder injury. But I think he could have a monster season for the Knowles. So give me Fabian Lovett to shore up my defensive front. All right. So that's. So the when you started talking about the transfer success, I was like, mm-hmm. "Well, you've already got a linebacker. You know, maybe <laughs> and love it is the move." I dig it. Yep, let's go. All right, Tom. Well, uh, peek behind the curtain. I knew I wasn't going to take a running back to my last pick. Only had two running backs on my board because. Oh. The one I'm going to take, I really doubted anybody would take, but just in case they did, I had a backup. And the backup, I feel, probably should have gone at some point in this draft too. But again, we're only taking one per person, so there's a lot of good options out there. But I am taking a running back who is six foot one, 240 pounds of nothing but muscle. Came on as a number two back last year. He'll probably be the number two back for his team again this year. He's kind of like the change of pace, battering ram type, but you don't want him in the open field either. And I feel sorry for uh, Jack Campbell having to bring this down, although Jack Campbell has brought him down from the University of Illinois, Josh McCray. Just an absolute mm. rock solid marble man. Just he's a bowling ball of a human being. And this is going to be a very, very violent. Oklahoma Six one, two hundred and forty pounds, and the uh, the splash pick on the uh, on his bio on uh, fightingillini.com is just an absolute face to the helmet of a Maryland defender right now, just mauling him in the open field. 
Josh McRae uh, goes to Tom to round this thing out. Uh, you know, so, do you know who he reminds me of? You remember Zach Crockett played for the Raiders? Yes. That's my guy. Crockett brothers. They're my mm-hmm. teammates. Yeah, they're built similarly. Yeah, Illinois okay. running back coach Corey Patterson tweeted like a photo of his running backs from like a practice the other day. And they're all just like in shorts and, and you know, nothing else. <laughs> and Josh McCray, like the other three guys in the photo were all very well, you know, developed guys. And then Josh McCray is just standing there looking like some sort of like superhero just standing next to him. It's like, <laughs> my God. Josh McRae rounds out this one. So coming up on the other side, a full review of our Oklahoma drill draft grades, our thoughts on how everybody did and some of the best players and names that did not get selected. We'll get into all that and more next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Back here on the Covered 3 podcast and... uh, Quick review for those who are listening at home. Tom's Oklahoma drill draft. He went with Jalen Carter in the first pick overall. He had Olu Oluwatimi, offensive lineman from Michigan. Emil Ikior, offensive lineman from Alabama in the third. PJ Mustafer, defensive lineman from Penn State. Jack Campbell, linebacker from Iowa in the fifth. Josh McRae, running back from Illinois in the sixth. There were side bets going on on the number of Big Ten players that uh, Tom is going to select here. That is five, five out. No, four. excuse me, four, four out of six uh, from the Big Ten. Danny, Will Anderson from Alabama in the first round follows it up with Jacqueline Roy, defensive lineman from LSU. Bijan Robinson, running back from Texas in the third. Zion Nelson, offensive lineman from Miami in the fourth. Peter Skoronsky, offensive lineman from Northwestern in, in the fifth. And Fabian Lovett, defensive lineman from LSU from FSU in the sixth round. Bud got things started with Brian Brzee, defensive lineman from Clemson in the first round. Noah Sewell, linebacker from Oregon in the second. Miles Murphy, from defensive lineman from Clemson in the third. Braylon Allen, running back from Wisconsin. DeWand Jones, offensive lineman from Ohio State. And Broderick Jones, offensive lineman from Georgia. Are Brzee, Sewell, and Murphy all from the same recruiting class? I think they might. Yeah. Yes. Like yes. they're all three years out. They're, like they're, they're all, all they're all uh, third year guys, and they all played as freshmen. They've all been playing basically since they arrived on campus. Uh, Chip uh, followed it up. I had Travion Henderson, running back from Ohio State, in the f- as the fourth overall pick, first pick uh, for me in the first round. Javon Dexter, defensive lineman from Florida, in the second. Paris Johnson, offensive lineman from Ohio State, in the third. Jarrett Patterson, offensive lineman from Notre Dame. Jalen Redmond, defensive lineman from Oklahoma. Savassier Dennis, 
linebacker from Pitt. Okay. So first, who what what picks really drove you crazy? What picks what players do you wish you were able to get on your team based on how your board was lined up? I mean, Noah Sewell was I didn't I didn't think there was a great chance that he was going to come back to me, but when it got through the first round and then it was coming back, I was like, "Oh, okay, there's a shot. There's a shot." But yeah, so that was the biggest disappointment for me. I had Campbell with Sewell on that same tier. Where like in my big board and my priority, I had Anderson, Campbell, Sewell. And then after that, I, I think I was willing to wait until going near the end and go more personal flavor. Because to me, uh, I, I had Anderson categorized as a linebacker. And I feel like those are a, a very strong top tier. See, Sewell was the only linebacker I would have taken with my first three picks. I think he's just built for this. Are drill. you? <laughs> wait, not including I'll Anderson. tell you one. Hmm? Like not including Will Anderson or including? I didn't have Will Anderson on my board. Interesting. I have like, if you'll notice, I have interior players. I have two defensive tackles, two guard centers, lineback, middle linebacker, running back. I'm not trying to get to the edge. (laughs) (laughs) That's so much commitment to the. uh, It's so much. Thomas the A gap all stars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, Um, I want I want there to be contact and a lot of it. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, I'm curious curious to know Jacobs on their board. Or sorry, Danny, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm curious, because when when Chip said, when he took Travion Henderson, and I forget the words out of mouth, you're like, I'm not going to beat around. I, I forget. what he, I didn't think it was a slam dunk that Travion would be the first running back off the board. I was pleasantly surprised it was not B. John Robinson. Are you guys all in agreement? Because I'm not, that Travion is the best running back in the country? I think he's the I, best running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I think really? all around for sure. Yeah. Like I, like, I, I think I, I think if he hadn't been a COVID senior, you know, in high school, he would have come out with like even a lot more hype. And I think he would have started for the Ohio State team at Lost to Bama as a true freshman. Yeah, like I, I think there are some or, guys. Or rather probably, as a high school senior. I think if they could have put him on that roster, I think he would have been a starter as a seventeen year old. I think there are some guys who are probably better at some certain things in certain areas than he is, but I think if you look at the complete package, just he's the best running back in the country. I will say I had the top two and then a drop off. Like if I didn't get one of Henderson or uh, or Bijan, I was going to wait. My running backs, and again, like running backs and linebackers are going to be one place where I think we find a lot of you know players that we like a lot who just weren't going to end up getting drafted based on the nature of the draft. You know, Tavion Thomas from Utah is an excellent, excellent running back. Someone who uh, at least was on my watch list. Sean Tucker, thousand yard rusher from Syracuse. Syracuse's running back room is pretty good. Uh, they also got some transfer help right there. And then I love this one. Um, the actual scouting report for Michigan running back Blake Corum is elusive in tight spaces and runs with power and knows how to set up blocks. I was like, huh. Mm, not no, for this drill. No, Blake, <laughs> Blake Corum, uh, somebody else uh, who I had at least uh, a little bit on uh, on my radar for the running back position. But I, I see it as uh, as... I actually think that Braylon Allen deserves as much debate to be in the top three, but Travion Henderson is my one to answer your question from earlier. Obviously. The only other running back I had on my board, and it was like, I just figured Bijan, Braylon, Trevion, there was a very good chance. Like I said, I wasn't planning to go until my very last pick, and I figured they'd all be gone by then. The only other running back I had on my board was Chris Rodriguez. Ah, from Kentucky. We even talked about him recently. That's yeah, good, I just really think that he's back. a very good fit for an Oklahoma drill. Because he's big, strong, and he's not afraid to just run into things. Anybody uh, have Zach Evans? Thought about it. Didn't home run hitter, right? 
if I could trust him, I mean, he's he's pretty jacked. Like, I, I if you could trust him to just stay on the field, uh, I think he'd be like, he's a guy we could look back at when we're doing this next year and be like, damn. But we said it. If he could stay on the field, like he'd be an obvious pick. I, I think our um, uh, our Big Twelve fans are probably um, feeling like they're getting really disrespected. No, uh, Connor Galvin, a very good tackle from Baylor. He was the Big Twelve offensive lineman of the year, and Baylor had the Big 12's best rushing offense. Six seven, three hundred and ten pounds. Someone Khalil took- Keith, the same line, Chip. Mm-hmm. Mm. I thought Khalil Keith. Like I, I really debated that him, him or Broderick Jones. Like Khalil Keith is just. A mauler. They were on my board at OL. Another Baylor on player on my board, a DL with Siaki Ika. That DT. That's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather so, have him th- than Murphy, I think, for this. That's a great pick. Damn it. Well, yeah. well you, you also don't want to look dumb. If if we're grading this by like NFL draft results, then don't pick big 12 players. <laughs> that's a good that's a good point. Yeah. I, it's, that's that's just a grading uh, Cooper Texas Beebe. Cooper <laughs> BB Cooper BB from Kansas State uh, was another one. Uh, Caleb Chandler from Louisville. Now there was uh, we could take two offensive linemen, and I think there were still some some good options that were on the board uh, as well. And who else do you want to make sure we give some some shout out to before we get out of here? Just any just, other D lineman that you guys had on your boards that didn't go because I felt like everybody's like D line board, like matched everybody else's pretty much. Or Kalaja Clancy from Pitt. I from just Pitt, didn't want to yeah. go. I didn't want to go Kalaja Clancy and Savassier Dennis Pitt Pitt to close it out. So I took Redmond over Clancy, but I had them both about the same spot. I had uh Teron Vincent from Ohio state. I mentioned Ika I had Jermaine Lowell for now at Louisville was at Arizona state. Mm, good one. Then also on the offensive line, just to show I wasn't all big 10 players. I had Andrew Voorhees from USC, Osiris Torrance from Florida, Ricky Stromberg from Arkansas. Again, I really was I, I was focusing on guards and centers as for this drill. That's what I usually do. Deuce Vaughn, we love you. He's not for this drill. Yeah, yes. He's uh, so Coca good. chimed in. I was just looking at my uh I just went to Barnes and Noble here in Tallahassee, started picking up some of the magazines. Coca is pointing out that Dante Stills was a top four defensive tackle in one of these magazines. He's saying we're a bunch of haters. He's good. Does West Virginia have a yeah. football team? <laughs> Dante Stills is a very, very good player. And he honestly, at defensive tackle, fits some of the the like Tom commitment to uh drafting from the interior. Um mm-hmm. I Drake Thomas from NC State. Was uh was a, another linebacker who at least at least had on my radar uh, a little bit, but I yeah speaking of linebackers like we, we almost had two from Oregon go I had Justin Flo on my board as well, and then I also had from Washington Edifuan Ulafosio, who's a hitter. Uh, Curtis Jacobs. I, this is where I thought Tom was going when he said I'm gonna stay in the Big Ten after he had t- taken PJ Most for uh, Curtis Jacobs mm-hmm. is pretty good. I know he's a really good cover guy too, but um. Mikel Jones at Syracuse mm-hmm. is a pretty Did good backer. Have. It's kind of an ACC deep cut. Um, and Byron Young at Alabama was like the one guy that like kept stopping the run for them most of the year, I guess. Byron Young, Alabama. Yeah. Okay. I tell you what, man, I need to brush up on my Alabama defensive line. I feel like I don't have that group down, you know? Tim Tim Smith. Is like their really big nose guard who was right. a true freshman last year, I think, because uh, he was in the same class as, as Jervon. 
Yeah, um, it's it's kind of like the Jordan Davis situation last year because Will Anderson soaks up so much of the oxygen when people are talking about Alabama's defensive line, but there are other good players on it. And, and Turner's a beast too, up front, yeah. obviously. Well, then, uh, you know, even from like the production standpoint too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and some of that schematic, isn't it? For Alabama, yeah. the the mm-hmm. job the job of those defensive linemen is not to grunt work, lead the nation in statistic in statistical categories. But um, mm-hmm. it's uh, that was a, a good a good reminder for me to to go back and look at the uh, the pipeline because it feels it feels like there was a moment where we were looking at Alabama's defensive line and, and feeling like there was some lack of performance compared to what we were used to. You know, they they trotted out like consistent first round picks who are lining up next to first round picks year after year after year. <laughs> and so, you know, things have shifted a little bit. doesn't mean that the players aren't, aren't as good, but good reminder for me as I do my preseason preparation, I got to get those names down for sure. One last guy. This is the guy I was going to pick offensive line was Donovan Jackson at Ohio state. Ah, uh, yes. I think Donovan Jackson's like a first round pick in two years. Uh, like he only played 50 snaps last year. Primarily because I think Ohio State had a really good offensive line, had a couple guys drafted like Munford and whatnot. Uh, Donovan Jackson's a stud. Like everything we saw on him as a recruit, I really think he's going to be a very good player. I just I couldn't take a guy that had played fifty snaps. So, all right. Well, our Oklahoma drill is set. Our quarterback draft is done. Our pass catchers draft is done. That means that essentially everybody on the field. Is, is pretty much in line, which means that on Wednesday, draft season will conclude with the sidelines with the 2022 Cover 3 Coach Draft. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Cover 3 Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can go ahead and smash that subscribe button here on YouTube at youtube.com slash cover3. You'll get an alert when we go live, but just a hint, going to be 10 30 a.m eastern time on wednesday so come and hang out come and yell at us uh, as we identify as we put together our own coaching staffs with a head coach offensive coordinator defensive coordinator a couple wild cards make sure you get those good recruiters and those good position coaches and get your staff in line you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernell. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow him at Bud Elliott3. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Didn't need it once. Spring training is in full swing and fantasy baseball draft season is upon us. That means you need to join us on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every Monday through Saturday for six pods per week throughout the month of March. We'll break down the latest news, spring training updates, players to target, and much more in just five minutes. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.